Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. This is the first episode of the Play-Based Learning Podcast, and I want to let you know why I'm here. About 10 years ago, I was working in a traditional preschool classroom. I was getting burnt out. I was only teaching for a few hours a day, but I was burning out because I had no idea what play really was. I was told in college and from other educators that play-based learning, that children learn through play but I was never told or did any research on what play really is like what is play and when I started really digging into play I recognized that's not what we were doing at all we were disguising teacher-directed activities as play-based learning and I went on a mission to change it it all started for me with reading Actually, it all started with a early childhood education conference that I went to. I listened to Lisa Murphy speak. She gave the keynote and I took notes furiously. Notes, 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 notes. When she was done speaking, I knew that I had found the gold mine. I knew I would never be the same and I actually didn't go to any of the other conference breakout sessions that day because I wanted to sit and soak up every single thing that Lisa spat out at us and I did. So as soon as I left that conference I started following Lisa on Facebook and she's the ooey gooey lady if you don't know who she is and he recommended a book title probably about I don't know three or four months after I listened to her speak and the book was titled Let Them Play. An Early Childhood Uncurriculum, and it was by Jeff Johnson and Davida Dinger. So I ordered the book instantaneously, and I read it from cover to cover in one day and instantly knew that I had to make some changes. I was able to see Jeff and Danita speak in Minneapolis, and after I left there, I knew I had to do something different for the kids in my classroom. So I started making little changes and started to give the children more choice in the classroom. And it wasn't looked upon in a positive manner by the program that I was in. So at the time, I was working for a church as their Christian education director. And they had this amazing um, side of the building that really nothing took place in. And the pastor came to me one day and said, hey, what do you think about starting a preschool here? And I was like, well, I really have no idea how to do that. And he's like, well, learn. And so I sat on that for about six months. And finally, when I just knew that I had to do something completely radical and different for the children in my care, I went to the pastor and I said, let's do it. I don't know how, but I'm gonna learn. And so I dove in head first and I am so glad I did and I am so glad I've never looked back. So I now am the founder and director of 
a program called Butterfly Hill Nature Preschool in Alexandria, Minnesota. And we are a play-based child-led program that utilizes nature as our outdoor classroom. I can tell you a lot more about this this magical place in many future episodes. Um, but we started, we were hoping to start with 16 kids when we first opened and two teachers. And we actually started that first year with over 30 students and um for teachers. That's just saying something about the need for this type of programming in communities. So we have gone from a part-time program where kids come half the day to now we are a full-time year-round childcare center and preschool. And we have been open for six years. We're heading into our seventh school year this year. So that's a little background on the program, but I'd like to talk about play and um, what that looks like in a truly play-based child-led program because when you go from a teacher-directed, dictated, here's what you're going to do when I say you're going to do it program to a play-based child-led program, magic happens. And I'm not kidding. It is truly, truly, truly magical. And I wish that everybody could be a fly on the wall or a mouse in the corner in my program because it is truly a childhood wonderland. And I feel like all programs that are play-based and child-led could feel the same way with a little bit of help, a little bit of clarification, a little bit of guidance, a little bit of a trail guide on the way. And that's what I'm hoping that this podcast will bring you is... Um, some peace of mind that you are okay right where you are right now in your play-based child-led finding journey. And I am here to root you on and help you troubleshoot. And you can send me a, a, a message anytime on Instagram or Facebook Messenger, and I will try my darndest to answer. I could also answer your questions if you have anything on the podcast. So if you have anything that you truly are wondering about, shoot me a message and maybe it'll become the next podcast topic. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an idea of the program that I was in, the preschool program, and and what my day looked like then. And I'm going to give you an idea of what my day looks like now. So when I first started teaching the traditional preschool, we had about three hours with the kids. Every single moment of that three hours was planned and directed by me. I didn't know any better. And it felt natural. It felt like this is what all teachers do. And I didn't look any further than the teachers in the room at that point in time to give me guidance. I kind of fell into this is what we've always done. So this is what we're going to do. And we just want you to follow along. So I did. I followed for a couple years. And we planned play, and I'm doing air quotes, play experiences for these children. But it was how I said how we said they were supposed to play. So the kids would come in and they would immediately have to go to one a center. So it was like table time. And they had to, pick, well, not even really pick. They had to do all of the activities that we had planned for the day. And we planned everything around themes. So if it was, I don't know, space week, we had a craft for them at the table. And then usually a teacher had to sit there to kind of monitor that craft time which we disguised as an art time it's not really art we can get into that on a whole other episode process versus product so we expected them to make like a paper plate moon out of shaving cream paint that was gray and paint the paper plate write their name on it and we would let it dry and send it home and everybody's looked very similar they had to do it 
you don't have a choice. You didn't have a choice. So we spent a lot of time redirecting because kids come in and they see all of the fun things and they want to see, they want to like shop around the room, but it was an instant, here you go, we're going to, this is what we have planned for you today. You can start at the art table and then you can move to this table next and then this table after that and you can do these table games at this table. So it wasn't free play. We said it was play, but it wasn't free play. We disguised all of these things as play when in fact now I know that it wasn't play because it wasn't chosen by the children. It was chosen by the adults. So art was out. You could have a turn at the sensory table. You could have a turn at the file folder game table. You could have a turn at the puzzle table. But you could not wander over and play freely with the toys. So after everybody got there, we would gather everybody together for like kind of a cleanup. And then there was a circle time. Circle time was very teacher directed. Everybody sat on a carpet square. We had a calendar. We did the weather song. We did opposites and we did mm, patterning with the weather numbers and we would count every single day which day of the month we were on and I spent a lot of time redirecting behaviors and oh no stop doing that please sit down oh no you can't you can't leave the circle you need to come over here and you need to sit back down this is circle time right now I need you to pay attention crisscross applesauce it was exhausting and it's exhausting even just talking about it. I would leave at the end of the day exhausted. So we did circle time and then we would go into another center time of some sort. And during that center time, there was the ability to free play freely. Um, but this is where we did more of the teacher directed math games, counting and dice games and whatnot. And more of the learning centers where you know, we are going to teach at you and you are going to learn. And that's that's how you learn is through these teacher-directed games that we're going to play with you at the table. After that, we would clean up, do snack, and then maybe get to head outside for probably about 10 minutes before the kids would get ready to go home. It was a, always a race. It was We never got everything done. I continually felt like I was always behind and we would plan so many more things than we could actually really get done. So after I found Lisa Murphy and started to really understand the true meaning of play, what child-directed learning looks like, I started my play-based journey. And I will never, ever go back. And it has changed my life in so many ways. It's also changed the lives of so many children and families in my community and the way that they interact and parent with their children and I could not be more proud of my staff and the work that we do at our beautiful magical program in Minnesota. So our day now in a play-based environment I'm going to kind of go through a full day because we most of our kids are there full-time Monday through Friday um, sometimes they're just there Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometimes Tuesday, Thursday. We do have some halftime kids that come half days, um, but really we are childcare for many families, childcare and preschool, which after all of my learning that I have done over the past 10 years, we children learn through life. And so there really shouldn't be a difference between childcare and preschool. They're continually learning no matter what we name it. So um, I'm still learning. I still learn every single day. And again, I am like, you heard it in the intro. I am obsessed, obsessed 
with play-based learning and child-led learning, and I really hope that you will become too. So our day at Butterfly Hill looks totally different, and it's totally amazing. So uh, when the kids come in, um, they usually are dropped off with a parent. A parent comes in the building and helps them hang up their stuff, and we do a little check-in activity, and it's completely optional. Kids do not have to check in with us if they don't want to. Many children choose to check in with us because we do these fun little um, kind of one-on-one type things so the teacher can kind of see where kids are at in different skills. Again, it's not required, but it's fun. So every kiddo has either a rock or a tree cookie with their name on it, depending on the year. I think this year we're going for rocks. Last year was tree cookies. So they'll have a rock with their name on it, and they find the rock. And many times there's some sort of a question like, what color was the sky when you drove into preschool this morning? And if it was a beautiful beautiful sunrise, we might have the colors red, orange, pink, um, yellow out. And they could, or blue and blue, and they could put their tree cookie or their rock in a bowl corresponding to the color of, that they saw in the sky. And then we kind of use that as a sounding off point with some of the older kids. Like, hmm, which bowl has more in it? And I shouldn't say older kids. See, I'm still learning myself. The kids who are developmentally there and ready to answer questions such as that, to be challenged in that way. And we can challenge children to find out if they're ready for it. Some are, some aren't. Uh, another, some other things we do is um, we need you to draw a big line down. That's your task today. So we'll have the easel over there. They can take a dry erase marker and draw a big line down. It very much depends on the time of year. It depends on kind of what we've got going on in the classroom, the interests of the children, and what our check-in activity will be. Some of them are just cutting. We want to see them cut out a heart and just kind of see where their cutting skills are at. Again, they don't have to do it if they don't want to. And many, many, maybe not many, but a few kids who skip right on past it and get on with their morning. So in our classroom, every single place area in the classroom is on limits. So you, those kiddos can run in and they can get right to work. And their work is play. They do all of the things. There is all of your typical early childhood program areas available for the kiddos in our classroom. Sensory table and a free art art supply shelf, like free supplies. They can just kind of take whatever they need and use whatever they need when they need it. Kitchen area, there's a cozy corner for books, lots of dollies, like block center, like everything that a normal childhood, early childhood program has, we have it and they have free access to it all. They can also move things from place to place. So if they have a baby doll, they can take the baby and they can run around the room with the baby. Their play is big and free and we don't want to shut down their play. We have found that there are some children who like to window shop in the morning. So we allow probably about two hours of just free play in the classroom in the morning, depending on the weather. Now in the summertime, when I'm recording this, summer is so nice that we get outside right away, especially with COVID right now. We're uh, wanting to get the kids outside as much as possible. The teachers, we don't want to wear masks all the time either. So getting outside, we don't have to wear a mask with them. So uh, yeah, free play in the morning. They have uh, back to some kids like to window shop. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So window shopping. This is when there's there's certain kids who will kind of float around the whole entire room for however long. Um, usually I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, some kids float and window shop. They'll go from activity to activity to center to 
different area in the classroom and they're going to check in with each thing just to see what looks the most interesting and what they really want to engage with. So window shopping happens. They may hook up with a group of friends and then they have to do a bunch of problem solving. Um, maybe they're in the house area and they're trying to play house and somebody has to be the mom, somebody has to be the dad, somebody has to be the cat, somebody has to be the dog. Well, I don't want to be the dog. I want to be the cat. There's all sorts of problem solving that goes into just figuring out how their play is going to happen. And then when they finally get settled into play, they're already at like 30 to 40 minutes into their morning. So that is why we try to extend our big chunks of free play. I mean, our program is play. Um, but our time chunks from inside to outside, we try to extend them and make them really long um, because we know that kids, it can take them a good 30 to 40 minutes to get into the play. So we want to make sure that they have actual time to work through their play um, after they've done all their window shopping. So good hour to two hours, it depends on the time of year again, inside and then during that time we have free snacks so they can when they're hungry grab snack out of their lunchbox um we don't have a commercial kitchen so parents have to bring all of their kids own food to preschool so they'll grab their snacks sit down at the table when they're hungry eat a snack usually teachers well a teacher's always sitting there with them um eating snack too and then they they can do that anytime during the early the morning free play then we clean up and we do group time. So we split our classes into developmental groups. So it's not based on age. It's totally based on developmental level. So we have in our program children who are three, four, and five, and we're all in one big area. So we have mixed age group. During circle time, our group time, um, we split into more developmentally appropriate groups. And this is a fun time. Again, Children are not forced to come to circle time. We don't force children to sit and pay attention. It's usually super fun, so they want to. But there are times when kids just aren't feeling it and they just want to go and lay down on the couch for a little bit, and that is completely fine. We also know that children learn through movement. Many children learn through movement. So there's a lot of times where I'm reading a story and there's kids rolling around on the rug. And if they get close to other kids, it's a, hey, you know, you're, you're bumping so-and-so with your feet. Maybe if you're going to roll around, you could roll around at the back of the rug or something like that. So we do stories and we do songs and we do puppets and we do um, anything that might have come up that's interesting. Um, we will have a little discussion over it. Maybe if we did some sort of a graph at check-in, we kind of look at that and say, mm, I wonder who had... I wonder which color was seen the most in the sunset this morning. Questions like that. So after group time, we go to the bathroom and get ready to go outside. Outside. We have an outdoor classroom. So we are a nature-based program, so we spend a lot of time outside. We take lots of things outside that we do inside. So we paint outside and we um, sing outside and we dance outside. We play games outside. We take books outside. Everything that we do inside, we can mostly do outside. In fact, when I was there today, the sensory table was actually set up outside. They just rolled it on out. Um, and that is, and they actually put the sprinkler in it. I think that's one of the kids' favorite things in the summer is when the teachers plop the sprinkler into the sensory table. It's kind of a fun fountain then. So then we play outside. We have mud kitchens and we have a huge boat in our outdoor classroom. We have 
climbing stumps and we have a trike track and we have gads and gads and gads of kitchen um, old kitchen pans and pots and spoons next to the sandbox we have a little playhouse we also have gardens and pollinator gardens and a stage and I could go on and on and on so the children have free the freedom to explore outside on their own and I think I'm going to save um, what a day looks like at forest school for a separate episode again that's a very child-led child-led program within our program and I think that one deserves kind of a whole episode on its own so I wanted to just give you an idea of what a day looks like from teacher directed aspect to a child-led pro a child-led aspect I'm telling you you guys like there's so much magic when you get play-based learning down when you start to work through all the kinks and do all the troubleshooting and it is so 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 worth it when you're at the beginning of your journey it feels like you could pull your hair out like you're losing control but when you have spent so much time working through things with children and helping them to understand that 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 you respect them and that you want the best for them and that you know that play is learning and play is the way that we all learn it just all falls into place and sure it may take months it may take years I'm still learning I am going into my seventh year of teaching in a play-based program and I'm still learning so I want you to know again wherever you are in your journey it's fine you don't need to be where I'm at and I'm here to help you so again if you have any questions anything you need help troubleshooting that's how I'm going to get some of my topics and if you ever want to come on and hash it out with me I'd love to have you as a guest. So send me a message, um, Facebook or Instagram. It's I'm learning wild on both. And I hope to hear from you. I really do. And let's play. Let's make play the way for all early childhood learning. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, I need you to do me a huge, 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 huge favor. If you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more, can you please go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review? I would so appreciate it. And then connect with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. We'll see you around.